best way to see any great city, I would say, is on foot. And we're going to do a great city called Madrid, the capital of Spain, on foot right now. And we're joined by two wonderful local guides from Madrid, Federico Garcia Barroso and Javier Menor. Javier and Federico, thanks for joining us. Hola, Rick. Hey, hola. So Madrid has changed a lot lately, if you're on foot, hasn't it, Federico? I really think so. I really think so. One of the priorities of our mayor was to make Madrid as much pedestrian as possible. And there are walking streets everywhere right now. And it's a very, very easy going city right now for independent travelers, you know, just to go to Madrid and walk around and discover restaurants and, and tapas places. Before you had cars parked everywhere, almost no place to walk, and now they've stuck these um, ballards or these posts up to keep mm-hmm. the cars off of the sidewalk, defending the people. But very often, you don't even have the ballard. It's only a little sign that says, do not enter, and there's a camera. So a few weeks later, you will get a picture at home. Oh, so they'll hit you and softly, a nine, but and a 90 euro fine. 90 euros 90 for taking euro your car downtown. For taking your car into certain neighborhoods. And I not sh- we, we should to. remind our listeners, because all over Europe now, Mm-hmm. travelers, Americans that don't read the signs very well, <laughs> are innocently driving into town to go to their hotel, and they think, my goodness, there's no traffic in this town, yeah, and they great. get a $100 fine added to their bill. Yep. Because anybody can take a photograph of a car and then know from the license plate mm-hmm. where the car is, they can build the car rental place, mm-hmm. and they ultimately bill you. And technically, you can call the hotel, and you can get through with the police, and the hotel can call the police and say they were okay, Mm -hmm. and you can get into the center. But in practice, it doesn't work very well, and you should just remember Mm -hmm. it's tough to drive downtown in a lot of cities. But let's say we've parked our car, or let's say we came in by train. We're in Madrid now, and a beautiful thing about Madrid is things are quite compact. And uh, the way I see it, you've got the main square, the Porta del Sol, Mm -hmm. and then down the street to the left, you've got the greatest palace, uh, this side of Versailles, you've got Mm -hmm. the Royal Palace, and then a short walk to the right, you've got the greatest collection of paintings anywhere in all of Europe, the Prado. Mm -hmm. And basically, you can walk very nice, wide streets from the palace all the way to the Prado. A few yards are not that comfortable, but most of it, it's a very nice walk. I was just thinking about the Prado. It is my favorite collection of paintings anywhere in Europe. Mm -hmm. Why does Madrid have all this great art? Thanks to the the Spanish royalty. Actually, it's a history of the Spanish royalty, the owners of all this legacy. Mm -hmm. And that's why El Prado has so important collections from all over, not exclusively Spanish masterpieces, but also, I mean, all colonies that were in the hands of Spain, you know. So you can think of Madrid today as a wonderful city, but not necessarily a superpower. Mm -hmm. But if you measure it, former power by how many great mm-hmm. art treasures are happened to be mm-hmm. in that city's museum, it's clear Madrid was arguably the most powerful city in the world in its heyday. Yeah, and uh, basically the Prado is the king's collection. I like that guy. I'm not just going to buy his paintings. I'm going to hire that painter. He's going right. to come here. He's going to work for me for one year, two years, three years. Rubens. Rubens. Uh, Velázquez, Goya. All the Italians, the Flemish ones, all of them. And you go back to the time when the, the king of Spain mm-hmm. ruled much of Europe. I mean, the Spanish Netherlands were mm-hmm. ruled by the mm-hmm. king of Spain. Consequently, exactly. a lot of great uh, Netherlandish art, Flemish art. Just the national heritage, the institution that is behind the royal palace, owns more than 3,000 tapestries. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about Madrid with Javier Menor and Federico Garcia Barroso. Javier, when you think about Madrid, it's the capital of Spain, but Toledo was the capital of Spain before that. What happened? What's the story between Toledo and then to Madrid? Toledo was uh, the epicentrum. Toledo was the power, was also the establishment, and all the conflicts, all the uh, mafia, let's say, political and religious, 
and a uh, long time ago, King Felipe II wanted to start from scratch. Ah, so mm-hmm. it was so tangled up with intrigues and corruptions and little tight town and everything. Thought, the power ring. I'm out of here. And he went an hour north by yeah. fast road. Every, everybody and, thought in those days that that was just a kind of craving of an immature king called Philip II. You know. And that is unbelievable. That happened in 1561, and we are still nowadays the capital yeah. of Spain. <laughs> and today, Madrid has, uh, what, three million people? More than three million people? How many people we are in Madrid? Pretty much. Basically, cities uh, over three million, million and the Great Madrid. Madrid is over five yeah. million, somewhere yeah. okay. in between. And it's a high city. Yeah, which is very important, as you can see. That is the reason why so many people came here a long time ago. Highest location. capital in Europe. Is that right, Madrid? I didn't believe that, so I went capital by capital. Everybody would think about Switzerland. Switzerland, yeah. Mm-hmm. Switzerland, Madrid Bern. is higher altitude than higher altitude than Bern. Than Bern. And I've been there in the mm-hmm. off season when you can get hit by a snowstorm. It can be very cold in the center of Spain. It happens. It happens. You know that we have a monument. We, there's a monument at the Retiro Park, which is supposedly to be the only monument in the world dedicated to the devil, because it is located about sea level six 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 meters above sea level. Six hundred and sixty six meters <laughs> yeah. above sea level. And it is yeah. an statue dedicated to the fallen angel. Exactly. Ah. Ooh, I've got to check that out next time I'm in. And a, that would be about two thousand feet above sea level. And for everyone willing to check that, you can easily go with a GPS. Okay. And we'll tell you the altitudes. Okay. Well, we're in Madrid now, and we're, we're let's leave that statue of the devil there, and we're going to walk across the city. Let's start. In the center. Let's start at Puerta del Sol. Mm-hmm. What does that mean in, in English, Puerta del Sol? Puerta del Sol, the Zan Gate, and we don't have the gate anymore, by the way. It was demolished on a, a long war. time ago. But it was just the gate facing east, you know, and Puerta del Sol nowadays is considered in political geography, the geographical center of the whole Iberian Peninsula, Spain and Portugal. Now, there's a statue right there in the square of a bear mm-hmm. scratching at a bush. What's going on there, Javier? <laughs> <laughs> the bear on the tree. The bear on the tree. Javier, oh. tell me about this bear. Ooh, I, I was talking to Federico about that before. Because mm-hmm. uh, you can ask a thousand people and you're going to get a thousand different answers. Nice. That's one thing I like about traveling in Spain. Give me one of your answers. Who? Uh, complicated. Why a bear? Long time ago, uh, army from Spain, why been a bear on a flag, okay. on a green field, and maybe a tree? All these things, are, you never know. You're never sure. And to make sure that it was a tree and not part of the uh, green horizon, they just painted some red dots. Could it be because we had a lot of those bushes called uh, strawberry trees in the area? Could be. Could be mm-hmm. not. Could be apples. Federico, this tree is sort of the symbol of, the bear in the tree yeah. is a symbol of Madrid, not Spain, but Madrid specifically. Specifically Madrid, because we are talking about in those medieval times, they tried to find out the two most representative icons of, of fertility of mother nature. Okay, fertility it's of a flora fertility and, thing. Exactly, flora and fauna. And in those days, well, we have many, what we call here in America, madronos. And in Canada, they call them uh, arbustus, if I'm not wrong. That is a short tree, okay? With, with little berries. With little the berries, exactly. Berries. There's a wrong translation about that, like a strawberry tree. It is actually a madrono or albustus, and that is quite easy to find in central Spain. But I also saw those trees in Vancouver Island, by the way, you know? <laughs> so they are everywhere. But from that, the madrilinos make a, yeah. a liqueur. Which is so sweet. And we all know that bears, they have a sweet mm-hmm. tooth, you know? And that's why the bear is climbing yeah. up the tree and trying to get that. To get those berries. And you love that drink now for its uh, sweetness. It's eh? a sweet is, liqueur. Uh, there is now, a bar downtown called El Madroño. You can get shots mm-hmm. of that liqueur, madroño liqueur, on a little shot glass yes. mm-hmm. made of biscuit and chocolate. Yes. Oh, that's so you, nice. you drink mm-hmm. the shot and you and eat then the, glass. the glass. Wow. So this is a complete <laughs> cleanup of the of the glass and mm-hmm. the Madronio liqueur inside of it. I'm talking with Federico Garcia Barroso and Javier Menor. We're talking about Madrid. 
And when you walk around this Porta del Sol, there are wonderful shops. There's a bakery called the Confiteria La Malacuena. Ah, the Mallorquina. Mallorquina. Mm-hmm. Take Mallorquina. me into there. What are you going to see? What are you going to eat? <laughs> well, that is a paradise for people who really like sweet things, you know. Do not expect the fancy place with nice yeah, tables, great real, service. This no, is, this is cheap. This is working class. Right. Exactly. There's stuff coming right out of the oven. Mm-hmm. And they just go there to get those Napolitanas. Napolitanas coming from where? From Naples. And two yeah. floors. <laughs> downstairs, you can buy something and take it with you. And upstairs, you can sit down. And you get a nice view of the action on the square from upstairs uh, Yeah, also. it's a very a very nice place this to watch people. Place. So now we're walking across Madrid. You can find uh, shops that will let you get a little peek into the culture. There's a, uh, you can find a shop selling fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Casa Diego right there. Fan is part of the Spanish culture. Yeah. Between May and September, 80% of the women are going to have a fan in their hands. And many men. <laughs> and many men, <laughs> too, of course. <laughs> is there still a language with the fans? No, not only like in the old days, like I will meet you at five, I'm single, I'm married. Oh, no. that's, they used to have that sort of symbol. Oh, huh? yes. They now could they just really can text talk. each other. Before but the age yep. of texting. Little things like half, fan half <laughs> open, touching my left shoulder, I might be, I don't know, this, I might be, I'm single. Fun, have open, touching my right shoulder right? means I am married. That sort of things. Now, you might also find shawls and hair combs in these shops and many oh, yes, different of course. traditional. That is quite traditional. And some of those places, of course, you will find some devoted people that they just go to get those head combs, you know, for some specific festivities, music festivals, religious parades and all that stuff. Now, just around the corner, there's a street called Calle de la Montera, mm-hmm. and it's lined with teenage how, girls. How, how do you know it, Rick? Because <laughs> I go there, and it's lined with teenage girls looking like they're on a cigarette break, and they're all prostitutes. Mm-hmm. What's the story with uh, prostitution in Madrid? It's, it's amazing how in the open this is there. It's not legal, but it's not illegal. It's in between. That means it is not regulated, mm-hmm. but it is not against the law. Mm-hmm. So that's why you see them on the streets. The only thing police officers could do is ask for a green card if there's mm. foreigners. Because a lot of them are immigrants. I could say most of them on the street. Yeah. And uh, that's it. A tourist will invariably find themselves walking up the street and seeing that. But if you continue going farther mm. across the Via Gran Via, Gran Via, then it becomes dangerous in my experience. No. Oh, really? No, not, no, no. not anymore. Okay, so it's getting nicer. It is the new hip section of Madrid. It's the new hip section. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. Okay, but a few years ago, I went in there and I felt like I've I got to turn around yeah. and, and find my mother. But right now, there is a street <laughs> called Desengaño mm-hmm. and Ballesta. They're behind the big Telefonica building. That's right, yeah. Right, first uh, skyscraper in the city 100 years ago. And Desengaño Street, Ballesta Street, are the new hip streets yeah. because you've got the really nice, fancy shop. What would I go? I would go to a cafe or a, a bar. Yeah, you have yep. quite a few nice cafes there. All right, we're talking about Madrid. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're joined by Federico Garcia Barroso and Javier Menor. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And Tom's on the line in Hartville, Ohio. Tom, thanks for your call. Thank you. We were there last fall, and we were in many of the areas that you were discussing, including the Prado Museum and the Retiro Park, so many of those areas. But we were thinking of, when we are going back, to go beyond. And I don't mean like 100 miles, but maybe just four or five miles. What, what, what would they recommend for us to hop on the metro to just go a couple miles further to see what else is available for, for sightseers? Uh, you don't have to go that far. Right behind the Royal Palace, we have the new, latest, hottest spot in Madrid, and it's the river. Because mm-hmm. uh, the riverbanks, approximately yes. six miles of riverbanks, it used to be traffic, a ring road. But a few years ago, those roads have been uh, rebuilt underground, and the mm-hmm. riverbanks, now it's a continuous four-mile park on both sides of the river. 
and it is the latest, hottest spot in the city, Madrid Rio, Madrid River. It is a new profile of the city, and it's so clean and so beautiful. So this is so beyond the Royal Palace. Behind yeah. it, on the valley, down there. And it used to be a traffic-congested area? Oh, yeah. The Ring See, Road. this is this wonderful mayor you had. Wasn't his nickname the Mole or something? He was that was digging, the previous one. The previous one. <laughs> digging down, putting all the traffic the under this. Mall, under the Mole, Topo. Oh, yeah. man, that is great. And now we have parks, like you're talking about here. Where Four miles. And the yeah. Madrid people, the Spanish people, love to come out for of the course. paseo. Of course. I mean, where's the best paseo now, Federico? The best paseo. Well, that is actually now the new, the new area. You know, the new area. But I have to say, I have to say that no matter where you are, everyone really enjoys to go always to downtown, to the center, because there are more and more and more walking streets and no cars. Tom, when were you in Madrid last? Mid-September. And did you get out and enjoy the paseo? Yes, I, I enjoy just watching people. Uh-huh. So that's always uh, a sight to just watch people. When we would go to a restaurant, we would go, say, 10 blocks beyond to get away from the crowds to, to go to restaurants. You know, I would sit outside. A lot of times in a cafe, you'd, uh, you'd see there's three tiers of prices, one at the bar, one at a table, and one outside in the terrace. I'll pay double for my cafe con leche. I sit outside on the Plaza Mayor. That's the greatest piece of real estate in Madrid, and just watch the people. That's a show. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, just sit down and enjoy the views. <laughs> you know, Tom was talking about getting out of the city a little ways. Mm. I remember catching a bus from the Prado mm-hmm. and going straight out to the two skyscrapers that sort of face inwards. A Plaza Castilla up north. Yeah, Plaza Castilla. And you can get out there and walk around, and this is very striking. Tell me about that out there, this really modern architecture. Yeah, that is actually the, the new Madrid, the, the four colossus, those four huge towers that are right there. That is a new business center, and it's still now under construction. You know, we have those four towers that you see from everywhere because they're just huge. And a lot of travelers never get out of the central zone that we're doing on foot, but you can, mm. for a couple dollars, hop on that bus, ride it all the way out to yeah. the end. It's sort of the gateway to the north, isn't and, it? Uh, exactly. There's a northern gate, yeah. A couple of those towers, 800 foot mm. towers, yeah. mm-hmm. they have restaurants that run the uh, 30th floor. 30th mm-hmm. floor, that must so be So you've got dramatic. great views. Tom, there's some ideas for you. Thanks for your call. Thank you, and it's a pleasure uh, being on your show. Thank Thanks. you, and happy travels. Thank you. When you're in Madrid, you can walk from the main square, the Puerta del Sol, over to the historic sort of square, the old historic center of the town, the Plaza Mayor. And this is just really the, the community living room in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Totally. That is, that is the, there we find the roots of Madrid, you know, when, when we guide people in Madrid, we just show them the old Madrid and the new Madrid, the Madrid of those Habsburgs, you know, just before mm. 1700, and the Madrid of those Bourbons after 1700. The Plaza Mayor is, I would say, the most charismatic place in mm. Madrid. One of the best examples of Castilian classical architecture, I would say, Madrid, and Salamanca also has a beautiful square. This is sort of the uh, the living room of so many cities, people living yeah. outdoors, and this is the elegant place where everybody can go. And mm-hmm. just uh, for the price of a cup of coffee, you can sit there and, and feel the pulse of Madrid. I don't have a driving license, you know. I don't, I, I'm, I was about to say, I don't have a car. I don't have a driving license. I don't need to drive a car. I just go walking everywhere, you know, and that's what I do in my city. And you if know, I'm late, I take a taxi, which is quite inexpensive, by the way. I know so many Europeans that just have not gotten around to learning how to drive because <laughs> why bother? You've got such great public transportation. By the way, most of our cars are a stick shift. Is that right? Well, that's, oh, yeah. that's a problem for a lot of Americans when they go to, <laughs> to Europe because you ask for an automatic and they go, what? Okay. Hey, Javier, when you're on the Plaza Mayor, this main square, 
you've got a chance, if you don't want to go to a bullfight, to actually go into a bar that is uh, filled with aficionados of bullfighting. Yeah, with, with sort of paraphernalia there and the heads of the bulls who mm. already fought in the ring. They're hanging there, lots of pictures. Incredible gory photographs of matadors getting gored, yeah, actually. Yeah, it happens every now and then. And it's quite a macho thing. I mean, you've got Che Guevara, you've got Robert Kennedy, El Cordobes, Francisco Franco, all there <laughs> with the matadors. Women, they're crazy about the hot matadores. Most of them are really handsome boys, really thin, sculptural bodies. With tight pants. And no underwear. Yeah. Is that right? Uh-huh. All right. Well, I don't know where to take that. <laughs> <laughs> I was with a guide once... Uh, in Sevilla, this old guide, old school guide, and she was just such a crusty old guide, and she just became so excited when we went to the ballerina and talked about how she found matadors so sexy. <laughs> so sexy. Now every time I look at a matador, I can think, yeah, I guess that it's pretty sexy for the Spanish women. We have a guy now, he's into the bullfighting. He's the end of the uh, lineage of the two most uh, famous families in the world of bullfighting. Oh, the El Cordobes family? And uh, Rivera Ordóñez. And uh, Francisco Rivera, his brother. And his brother, both brothers, yeah. He's even an Armani model. He Is model, that right? He models for Armani. How do you say hot in Spanish? Está bueno. Está bueno. Está bueno. Está bueno. Ser bueno o estar bueno. El matador está bueno. Si el matador es bueno, that means that he's a cool, a nice person. But if el matador está bueno, that means that he's sexy. But how do you say very, very hot? Very, very hot. Está, está buenísimo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. And when you're on Plaza Mayor, every time I go there, I find these uh, tango dancers. I mean, you have street musicians all over Europe, but in Madrid, you can have people dancing the tango for coins and so on. Is that still on the Plaza that Mayor? Is, that is a way to see how the Latin American community is quite important in our country, you know, because we have flamenco dancers, we have tango dancers, we have other kind of dancers, but I really like those ones. That the, the tango dancers are really, really good, and they just spontaneously, there they are, you know, in, in, in Plaza Mayor or next to the Royal Palace, and it's so elegant, so beautiful. People really enjoy that. They're full of soul and, and totally. passion. And totally. it's so Spanish. Obviously, they're basking. Then they will ask for some money. Of uh, course. But it's a free show. It's a great show. It's, a, it's well worth a couple of euros. And that's just the beginning of Madrid. There's so much more of Madrid to discover, the, the highest capital in Europe. I call Madrid the sleeper. The sleeper? Madrid is the sleeper of Europe. It really is. Because everybody talks about Barcelona, Paris, Rome. Madrid mm -hmm. is the sleeper. It's there to discover. You know, Absolutely. I would not disagree with that. Madrid is an exciting place to check out, and it is so accessible these days, and you'll enjoy a warm welcome in a beautiful place that is quite a bargain when it comes to travel. Javier, Federico, thank you very much. You've given us a lot of great ideas about your beautiful city. Thank you, Ring. Pleasure. Thank you. Adios. Adios. Ciao. Rick Steves teaches smart travel to Spain, Portugal, and beyond. At ricksteves.com, you'll find an archive of interviews from his radio show, free audio tours, and a world of information to help you turn your travel dreams into smooth and affordable reality. To gear up for your next European adventure, begin your trip at ricksteves.com. <laughs>